Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Making your habits into a game is probably the best way that you can uh, incorporate them into your life or like integrate them in a way that you're like excited and look forward to making those changes. Yeah. Because when it's a game, like it's fun. When it's a goal, it sounds like it sounds like when you like you set a goal, it's like oh, I got to be disciplined and I got to blah blah blah. And I got like willpower is involved. Yeah. But when it's a game and you're just trying to beat the game, it becomes fun. That's true. It's like oh, I can do this. I'm excited to do this. Unless that game is Elden Ring. Because that is where I This is the second episode you've brought up Elden Ring. It's a hard game. Welcome back to the Shit They Do Not Tell You About podcast. My name is Stephen Green. Hello, I'm Nikki Limo. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. So today we have a topic that I think is, uh, you know, I don't think you can talk about it enough, honestly. Oh. Because of what happened globally with the pandemic. Mm, I've heard of this pandemic. Yes, and the and really just the fallout of it, right? Like, not even talking about COVID itself, like more about the impact the economically, impact and... the lockdowns had on everybody in yeah. all the different ways, mm. right? Like, when I think about you know habits that were formed, right? When I think about you know just the the way that economic recession negatively impacted people the way that um you know really a lot of people's isolation. mental health suffered from isolation yeah like yeah. people who weren't in relationships who were single or just like alone without anyone i feel very fortunate that we had each other during that yeah well and a lot of relationships like you realized you didn't like your partner like and they were stuck with them because yes. there was like nowhere else for them to, live. to really face your problems or and uh, domestic abuse went up went unfortunately up which yeah. is sad very sad so yeah. you know i mean i think that it's important to talk about this stuff i think it's really important like even for you listening to this to kind of take stock of your own life and like how maybe this stuff impacted you at all mm. and what you could maybe be doing to reverse Maybe some negative patterns that like were formed. Heal from what we all went to. We all like basically went through a group trauma together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And ever and everyone had different levels, levels of, yeah, yeah. Of, of impact from mm -hmm. that. Um, so yeah, I, you know, just want to run down during the pandemic, about four in ten adults in the United States, and I'm not talking about I'm you know, I'm I want to talk about everybody, but this is just the statistic, right? Um, have reported symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder. Um, that's that has been up from one in ten adults who reported these um, at the, in the same time period in, in 2019. Mm -hmm. So it obviously went up quite a bit. Yeah, um, that makes sense because we crave stability, and so when your whole world gets rocked, whether you got fired from your job or or laid off or whatever, or you know, you realize that you can't get hi or hired for a job. You don't have anywhere to live or you don't, you can't meet people. Yeah. You're yeah. Or you have bills or stack it up and then you're basically waiting to hear like, are those going to be pushed further? Mm -hmm. And you have like constant deadlines placed on you about where those got pushed to and will they get pushed again? Cause you haven't had an increase in work since then. Yeah. Cause they're telling you not to go anywhere. Um, many adults have reported um, negative impacts on their mental health and well-being, such as difficulty sleeping or eating, uh, increases in alcohol consumption and or substance abuse, or worsening chronic conditions due to worry and stress over the coronavirus. And as the pandemic where um, continued, um, ongoing and public health measures expose a lot of people to experiencing situations like poor mental health outcomes, such as isolation and job loss. Um, so... Without this being a total bummer episode, how, yeah, how did this? I'm depressed now. I know, how did this? How did the pandemic impact you, Nikki? And what were some of the things that you did about it? I mean, I feel very fortunate to be um, to have got. I feel like I, you know, we got off kind of light. Um, I did get COVID multiple times, but fortunately, my immune system 
like recovered. I didn't have, I had very mild symptoms. Um, and uh, I feel like our friends, I don't know, I'm, I'm an introvert. So I really enjoyed the beginning of the pandemic, what not like the disease part, obviously, but like when we were in lockdown, you know, a lot of people were freaking out because they like to go out and about in the world. And I have, had always felt obligated to go to like, just so many different things and I was very spread thin especially in LA like you just have to be out like doing things all the time and I like to be alone like I need like many hours of being alone and I never I always felt like I neglected those needs and it would cause a lot of anxiety and depression personally in my life because of that so in the beginning I actually feel like I went through a healing period of getting to to spend all of that alone time that I had craved and wanted and needed to recharge and I did do a lot of like you know inner work and and soul searching and um artistic expression I did a lot of painting and hobbies and you know just a lot of things that I wasn't able to do when I was spread thin by the uh obligations of society and the you world found a productive means of I, handling I did it. yeah I felt I found a I channeled that time to like art and creativity rather than like boredom and sadness i guess um there's a lot of sad parts though like definitely i think there was um as you know our jobs are on social media and social media everyone was on social media because everyone was in lockdown and there was a lot of like just you know misplaced anger and like people fighting each other and um it was really hard to be on social media so it's like well that was we had to be on social media because our podcast everything we do is on social media but it was a very very hard energetically to be on social media it was a very luxury time yeah on top of that um there was a couple there was a scare with one of my family members during the pandemic but luckily they got through it and then i found out um some family secrets that were pretty that crazy. was wild actually so it was like a movie we still can't talk about that I, mean, huh? I i don't know how to talk about it without like contacting all parties involved and making sure they're okay with it i understand but it's pretty fucking it was like a soap crazy. Opera. crazy yeah it was like a soap opera and so that was happening and then like there was stuff with with big mood like we were a lot of internal changes and uh so running a business and i don't know um i guess I don't want to, I'm, I'm kind of like thinking out loud no, about this is, this is the first time the topic has been brought up, but um, personally, I learned a lot during that pandemic shutdown time. I wouldn't have gotten so much into poker if we didn't have that. And I don't know if we would have gone house hunting in a different state. True. And the house hunting in Las Vegas wasn't even, didn't even have to do with poker. We were already just going to move here. Oh yeah, I had nothing um, to do for friendships and and social circles and being able to have a bigger space since our podcast studio wasn't shut down and mm-hmm. we were having to film at home. Yep. It's like what we shared a podcast studio like, with like eight other podcasts. Yeah, and then they were basically like, "Hey, nobody can come here anymore." So then we had to we all had we to go do home. it at home, and it's like so hard to set up in our condo. And it's like you know what? If we move to a place that we could afford a much bigger home like we could dedicate an entire space to a podcast studio and that's what we did and so mm-hmm. here we are and and it's awesome it's been like it's um, it's amazing it completely changed our life completely changed our life i think that the fact that we can just come in here and turn everything on and just do it well i mean just the pandemic completely changed our life like oh, yeah you know in a i feel a more <clears throat> positive way and i feel grateful for that i don't think that anyone could have like like controlled the outcome of how the pandemic affected their lives. Um, and so I'm just well, we lucky. We found a productive means of dealing with it, I think. Yeah, I feel like we, I, and I also feel like we just kind of got lucky definitely. on that side of the gamble, yeah, you know, definitely. that we were already working from home. Yeah. You know, a lot of people weren't used to working from home and spending that much time at home. Yes. I was, we were already used to that for many, many years. We've been working at home definitely. and already had schedules based around working from home. So you know, I don't think there was as much adjusting as other people had to go through. Yeah, definitely not. And I feel very fortunate in that. And that's why I feel like a lot of a lot of the inner work is like I want to be able to give back and contribute like things that I've learned and share them in a way that helps other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that I definitely formed some bad habits for sure. Kind of just 
I mean, especially just alcohol consumption. Mm. Like just. You know what's weird is I went the reverse. I know. Like I used to drink every other day at least. And at, during this time, I like stopped drinking. Like yeah. I, I drink maybe once a week. Um, and I'll have like one or two drinks, but yeah, that was very. That's very interesting that we went oh, yeah. opposites there. Yeah, it was. It was just you know part of. It just became part of my routine. It's like, all right, yep, it's nighttime. We can kind of chill a little bit, and like obviously, I'm using this to paint over some inner feelings. I was gonna say, do you think <laughs> that because you are an extrovert, yes, and you did kind of get affected by not being able to go big time, hang out with people or be in the world. Do you think that you developed this habit to kind of cope, like a coping mechanism? Oh, there's no question about it. That was the only thing that it could have been because it was not doing anything for me other than being something that I used to cope with at nighttime. Mm, Like to like numb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just, just not to, not to like, you know, feel like the, the void, I guess of like, you know, not being able to see family, not being able to see friends, not being able to be in social situations, which I thrive off of and yeah. I get energy from. Um, yeah, so it was definitely something that made me um, form bad habits in that way. Mm. And that was definitely something that recently I was just kind of like, wait, why Why are we doing this again? Mm-hmm. And it kind of, you know, was sort of like, oh, right. We, we formed this little routine it was like a night, nice little nightcap that we were doing, and we need to chill on it. Yeah. So. Well, that's good yeah. that you realized that. Well, yeah, but that it's not something that I just woke up one day and realized. It definitely took time. It was definitely, and it was definitely something that I enjoyed doing. Yeah. I think so. It was, it was definitely kind of one of those things where it's like. I, I started to like that part of my nightly routine mm-hmm. a little too much. Like you started to crave it. I I think yeah I think I I craved that like chilled out. Mm-hmm. sense that i would get which from is like it. the beginning of how addictions form. definitely yeah. definitely and yeah so it was just something that you know I, I i was like okay yeah we we've been doing this for too long let's chill out mm-hmm. um and you know so that's that's definitely something that i don't think would have happened if mm. had not for you know the world get shut down the way it did and for things to be as stressful as they were and yeah all that kind of shit but wow. you know um, I threw myself into learning new things like where I was obsessively learning new things like I threw myself in the stock market first like where yes. I was like obsessed with researching stocks and companies and how to like value invest and I was just really obsessed with that and then I realized that my bankroll for stocks wasn't as big as I wanted it to be to make any sort of life-changing impact and yeah. so I took things that I learned from studying the formulas of stock market trading and found similarities in poker and then was like, well, I could start with this much smaller bankroll in poker and have a much more drastic ROI if I stuck to a baseline strategy that was similar to the stock market. And so then I started becoming obsessed with learning GTO strategies and um, and like how profitable those strategies would be in the long run if I put X amount of money in. And I was like, yeah, this seems like I could build a bankroll much quicker. Yes. And I did. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, it's a lot to learn and a lot to digest. So I was learning a lot and I, and alcohol inhibited me from like being able to, to process as much yeah, information. Sure. So I just stopped drinking. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause I was way more obsessed with like trying to download as much information as humanly possible yeah. in a short amount of time. I also started like crypto really started killing it for me around then. Like my move started to really pay off. Yeah. And so it almost not just didn't just become like a little drink to chill out. It was almost like a we're celebrating little thing. Mm-hmm. And that even got a little too ridiculous. I see. Because it's like, come on, dude, chill out. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, that was definitely something that looking back on my, like, okay, yeah. So we can fix that habit right yeah. now in the now. Right. That's something that I'm fixing now. And then. Did I bother you a lot during the pandemic? Like, do you remember like being annoyed by me at all? Or like, I'm like pestering you to like hang more or any of that kind of thing? No, honestly. I don't think I did. No, I think that we did a lot of, well, if you're on our Patreon, we did a a lot of shit they don't tell you after dark episodes, which were just um, privately released podcast episodes that were audio only where we would once a month, like recap everything we were going through at that time, um, like 
as we were going through it. So we hadn't processed it yet. It mm-hmm. was just kind of like raw emotions and feelings of and, and circumstances that we went through. And I feel like for you, since you didn't regularly go to a therapist or anything, you found out a lot about yourself like through those episodes. Probably, and yeah. I felt like during those episodes, I found out a lot of your inner working where because you don't really freely share it Mm -hmm. um with me like you don't volunteer that information out of nowhere and i feel like maybe it wouldn't have come out if we weren't doing those episodes so that's interesting you actually didn't pester me at all it came out that you kind of had depression during that time yeah and you yeah you would more like went inside yourself like kind of closed yourself off definitely if anything i did not feel like you were bothering me to hang like kind of the, the opposite yeah I think I should have, honestly. Like, I should have leaned on you a little bit. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. You realize that, like, kind of halfway I through. Did. Yeah, but that this is looking back, right? So it's yeah. like, in the but in it, I don't think I realized it until, yeah, we were, like, near, nearly out of it. Yeah. Or at least halfway through it. Um, but, yeah, no, and I, look, if you're listening to this and you form some bad habits, that's why we're talking about it, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, no judgment, man. Like, just you know, work through, hopefully we can work through our shit together a little bit because it seems like everybody, you know, we're all kind of moved moved on from this stuff, but maybe not from the impact that it had on us. Yeah, I definitely found a really good therapist halfway through. Is So the pandemic started February uh, 2020, and I found this therapist in um, March of 2021. Mm-hmm. And she really helped me work through a lot of the shit that I, I was, there was a lot of heavy shit that happened in 2020, you know, that yeah. I'd mentioned earlier. And it was in my body in the almost, I was having almost PTSD symptoms of like anxiety attacks and like, and um, feeling, I don't want to say suicidal, but like I really didn't, know if i wanted to like exist <laughs> and not like the type of existential crisis stuff i talked about in our last episode like in like a way that was like everything is pointless like a depressing yeah. like very and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people shared these these feelings right but like yeah there were certain events that happened and they compiled on top of each other and compounded inside my body and there's actually a book called the body keeps the score um, which, which talks about how trauma stays in your body unless you are actively working to heal those parts. Mm-hmm. And uh, she really, really helped with guiding me through this healing process that I don't think I could have found on my own, no matter how much research I do. And I had done a lot of like inner work and research and psychological stuff like and then worked with a therapist before, but I feel like this particular one was the one I was meant to see because she gave me tools that I didn't have before and helped me see things in a different perspective. Everything from family origin and childhood stuff to coping mechanisms that I created and then grander life stuff of mm-hmm. like zooming out and like the, the greater purpose, you know, in life and. I don't know. She really helped with every single time I had a thing where I couldn't work through it. She kind of had answers for me where I had never had that with a therapist before. Usually it felt like I was just kind of bouncing off, you know, kind of more talk therapy of, of venting I things that were in my head. And then someone was just listening and maybe like could offer a thing or two, like a word of advice or whatever. But it didn't feel different from talking to like my mom, whereas this therapist like she like really helped shift my perspective of things. Yeah, you had more breakthroughs. In a way, yeah, and like helped give tools to dive deeper inside and, you know, discover a lot of stuff. So I was really thankful for that. And I think that after I broke through this like dark wall, like I really feel like it changed my entire life and how I, I'm kind of thankful for this dark period because even though when I was going through it, I was like, there's no point to life anymore. Like at the other end of it, I feel the most amount of appreciation and gratitude that I've ever felt in my life. And I feel like I never would have discovered this most authentic version of myself if I hadn't gone through that. So yeah, for sure. there's always this like 
yin and yang to to life and that and i've also realized that like the the lightness doesn't exist without the darkness and the darker that you've gone the more light that you get to experience like the lighter you get to go and you can't you know experience the extremes unless you've experienced the opposite extreme right and it fucking sucks experiencing the dark dark extreme but it also deepens your perspective on everything and like adds a new depth to your experience on earth you know in life and i don't know i'm kind of like thankful that i went through that yeah i think that spiritually too like um i definitely found myself like sort of um i don't know i've had this method my whole life the way that i kind of um meditate and chill out like yeah i kind of like didn't do that as much because i felt, sort of felt like fuck it towards it right which is definitely my depressive depressed feelings yeah um but looking back on it now, I can see that, that that's what that was. Yeah. But in the moment, you just don't think about it. You're just, it's just every day feels the same. You feel like the swirling darkness. Yeah. And I think another hard part for us personally, both you and I um, used to, or still do, but like we tended to take the dark shit that we go through and turn it into comedy yeah and like make jokes and it was and you that's how we transmuted the energy into like light energy and it was always our our personal healing process separately as individuals but then together also like we would do that and during this time in the world it was just not a time to make jokes i mean there was tiktok and there was like some people yeah, like but it, making, was unacceptable but it wasn't levels. it just wasn't like um a good time to transmute dark shit into comedy yeah. again. Like dark humor was not appreciated because it's like people were just dark things are happening. So, yeah, there's yeah. too many dark things happening. Yeah. So it's like it's like when it's like too soon. Like don't make 9/11 yeah, yeah, yeah. jokes right after 9/11 obviously, but it's like that. It was like you can't even joke to, about it because it's everyone's going through the trauma together during it which is yeah. how i deal with anything so yeah then, yeah it became a really strange so like, it's like when you don't have when you get that taken away from taken you away. exactly and that's what it is it's a reflex that helps me cope with shit <laughs> yeah so then so then your brain to find... goes to the other thing yeah it's like okay well i can't reflexively d deal with this darkness with like light so then you kind of sink darker yeah absolutely yeah, you start ping around yeah so, that's what uh, I mean. Like I went to a like, what's the point type of yeah vibe at at one point. It was really heavy, and I think that that's why I'm thankful that that therapist gave me new tools. That's not just like not just comedy. I mean, I'm glad I have that too because it's fun. You know, it's a kind of it's kind of like a humility aspect where you're able to not take yourself so seriously that's by exactly making it. jokes about your own trauma. You know, yep. Um, but there's other ways to cope too that when that's taken away from you you can you could use other ways of of getting through it and healing sure. and stuff and just seeing things from a deeper perspective and then there was just less of the things that i think we already kind of used to cope as a culture like like you know entertainment yeah right or like, even get walk fresh air oh, you yeah. know walking yeah, around walking, yeah like sunshine yeah stuff that we took for granted before for sure you know so like most sports stuff was getting like shit canned or canceled yeah and so it was like that was a big thing for a lot of people Movie theaters yeah the yeah. escapism was kind of getting taken away so then there's less places to depart um the stresses with mm -hmm. and so yeah that's where i think a lot of people went i think a lot of people just found darkness instead because there was nowhere else to go yeah and it's terrible because then it comes out in like negative energy and frequencies and it affects everybody exactly and we're just collectively in a darkness yeah <laughs> yeah and then you know normal things that should be more positive now become extremely like amplifying the negativity like talking to your parents or talking to your family yeah because everybody's just freaked the fuck out and like there's nobody who's just like you know, it's it's it was really intense. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, there was a place to, like, there was almost everywhere you went, it was all being reflected back to you that we're in this serious thing. Well, yeah. When you take away hope for people, yes, you know, and they only there's no end of the tunnel that they can see. Exactly. That's when people go to dark places. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's. That's that's mainly what this is about. I hope people listening to this, yeah, like 
maybe look a little bit more like within a group the- group healing yeah, yeah, yeah group therapy to like exactly. be able to say like hey you know we all kind of went through this weird shitty period together yes, yes. and it's still happening technically like oh, still, like we're still kind of dealing with the aftermath i don't even know if you can call it an aftermath like they're still dealing we're still dealing with all kinds of pandemic and covid related things exactly and when we come back we will talk more about exactly that wow cliffhanger today's episode is brought to you by angie Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're like, kind of desperate we're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings so huge shout out right now to brian jorgensen that was sick of you dude thank you god bless uh huge shout out right now to mark mark w in springfield connecticut back to our podcast jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast in Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast god bless you thank you steven huge. thank you for supporting <laughs> the show welcome back and we're back okay how do we spin this up and make it positive yeah, That's so dark. one of the best ways, I think, to, you know, we talked about how it impacted you, but now we're going to talk about what, where to go, right? Yeah. How, how to start building back good habits and be, be more mindful. And that's, I think, where you start, right? You start with a mental health check-in, which I think we've done now for like the last half hour. Yeah. Um, and now you can kind of start looking into dig- digital therapy tools. We talk about them all the time on, on Shit They Don't Tell You. Mm-hmm. There, a lot of our sponsors are involved with that. Um, but practicing mindfulness, right? Like being present. Yeah. In your everyday activities. Yeah. Being in the moment and like taking account of like when you're forming a, when you're doing something that's a good habit and when you're doing something that's a bad habit and be Mm -hmm. like, wait, why am I doing this exactly? Right. Like that's. The book Atomic Habits by James Clear is a really good book for forming new habits because it's not as rigid as like, oh, if I don't do this and it's going to suck or whatever. It's kind of like it motivates you in a more like like a positive way where it's you don't even realize that you're striving for a goal because it's so integrated into your daily routine and structure in the way that like you want to do it like it feels good to do it yeah yeah i think that's important is is maybe like having some kind of positive reinforcement for doing like a good habit Mm -hmm. i think could be really good yeah i mean for me during the pandemic too um it it actually helped 
realize that I need more balance in my life because before I was operating on such a rigid structure because I felt like without this rigid structure, I would fall apart based on my past, which I would, um, I was very like space casey, like I'd get scatter scatterbrained and yeah. I'd leave shit everywhere. And, um, you know, it was really hard for me to like keep a schedule. So I had to be like extra tight on myself about this schedule and realizing during the pandemic that I ha- I've had ADHD all my life and um, was on the spectrum. I, it changed my whole world because it made me realize that my brain just operates differently. And all I had so many anxiety attacks before I was having anxiety attacks like every other day because I couldn't get my brain to operate the way I wanted it to you know and I was so frustrated that other people could do xyz and be just be productive and focused for so many hours in a day and my mind went to a thousand different places all the time and it was so such a struggle to get it to focus in one place um but realizing that I have that and working with it instead of shunning it and being like mad about it like i actually was able to create a structure that's more balanced for me and and it and i'm happier and i'm like thriving a lot more uh realizing that everything doesn't have to be so rigid like things won't fall apart just because i'm not like doing it in the correct order and like um by a certain time of the day actually having this balance of uh of like relaxation which is a foreign concept yeah, you, you've not done me. you don't do that um yeah and, and incorporating that into my life and more of this sense of play and like reconnecting to this inner child and like what does she want or what what needs have i been neglecting um for that like and and adding this it seems counterintuitive that adding more play and relaxation would ac- account for more productivity, but it actually did. It actually did for me. Yeah. Where if my if you don't allow your brain to relax every now and then, it's it's just not the tension that you're creating doesn't help you. It's actually counterproductive. Exactly. Um, and I didn't realize that before, and I think that that rebalance was very helpful. Another thing that I think we could all do better job of, certainly me, is, and I've been working on this, which has been super good for me mentally, is building physical activity into my routine. Mm-hmm. Like just making a daily goal or like even just setting aside an hour and being like, we're doing this yeah. every day. Um, you know, and one of the reasons why I even thought of this topic was actually one of our corners, crypto corners, was doing this contest where it's like, hey, uh, or it's like, you know, it's like a fun little thing where it's like, hey, we're gonna track our steps. Mm-hmm. So like, let's like let's go walk every day and then we'll track our steps and then whoever has the most steps for the month gets some woo or whatever, like some, some kind of crypto, like gets handed out because of that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. But that made me re- like think about like, you know, wait, well, and I'm not speaking for them. I'm just like, well, why is everyone so excited about this? Like walking. Right. But they're excited about it because I think it's about building these new habits and incorporating yeah. them into your, into your Creating, life from what happened, I think, you know, potentially. Making your habits into a game is probably the best way that you can uh, incorporate them into your life or like integrate them in a way that you're like excited and look forward to making those changes. Yeah. Because when it's a game, like it's fun. When it's a goal, it sounds like. It sounds like when you like you set a goal, it's like, oh, I got to be disciplined and I got to blah, blah, blah. And I got like willpower is involved. Yeah. But when it's a game and you're just trying to beat the game, it becomes fun. That's true. It's like, oh, I can do this. I'm excited to do this. Unless that game is Elden that. Ring. Because that is where This is game. the second episode you brought up Elden Ring. It's a hard game. Have you played it? I don't have to play it because I know it's way too hard for me. I've seen videos of people getting pwned. Mm, I bet it'd be easy sauce. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it. I'm already frustrated enough. Um yeah so like you know i just love that i love that people came up with this on their own like this their own way to move around more and people got excited about it like stuff like that i think reminds me of what we all went through and how people are using like seizing the day today to like try to get through it you know yeah i love that i've always been a big proponent of the reward system like for me i you would use stickers and it's so right. silly, yeah, but like, did. it's like, it's exciting because I don't get to have that sticker right. unless I do the thing. What was the sticker thing again? Well, it's like, 
it's like a you know like almost like a kindergarten level of like okay if you walk for 30 minutes a day every day on the seventh day you get a sticker yeah you know it's like it's not expensive it's uh it's exciting because i'm like i want a sticker and if it's more like if i don't get a sticker i'm like Oh, I wanted that sticker. But you don't feel like you earn the stickers, even if you already have them in your possession. You have to earn it. You have to earn it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, you don't get to just have the sticker. Well, you have the whole sticker book. You can just give yourself as many stickers as you want. Yeah, but then it doesn't mean anything. That's true. You're adding meaning to it. Love it. It's like winning. Well, I've never won a trophy, so I don't know. But uh, as, as a trophy like winner, winning a trophy, as a trophy winner, multiple trophy winner, I can tell you, it's rewarding. It's exhilarating. It's Same, one of the best experiences of your life. I guess it's akin to like having a cheat day if you're on like a diet thing, but right. I don't know. I think uh, I don't want to. I don't want the reward to be counterproductive to the goal. Yes. So, I felt like the sticker system worked for me. May not work for everyone. Maybe not everyone's excited about stickers. I was pretty fucking pumped about stickers. You, you always have been. Yeah. Is there a type of exercise that you enjoy actually? That that too. I have to make exercise enjoyable, yeah. or else it becomes. I learned this before the pandemic. I create. I have C. I had SIBO. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know we've, I've talked about this before. Yes. I had small, Did it hurt by the way when you had SIBO? Uh, yeah, in a bloating way. Bloating like way. it just felt uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Like you're constantly feeling like you know the feeling after Thanksgiving where your jeans are like cutting into your stomach. Yeah. Felt like that always. Was it always in a certain spot or was it? Yeah, always... my stomach. It was bloated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's small intestinal bacterial um, oh. overload. So it's it's in your small intestines, which is where your stomach is, Crazy. and that's why I, I always looked pregnant. And like I would get comments about it, and I was like, I'm, I don't disagree. I do look yeah, pregnant. I don't yeah. know why. Like I'm just constantly <laughs> bloated, even first thing in the morning. And anyway, when I went to a nutritionist, the first thing she asked me was not about my diet, it, which I was surprised about. It was about what my work life was like. Right. And she asked about my exercise life and my work life because she explained that these are different types of stress factors that actually stop your digestive system from working and functioning properly. And stress actually can cause diseases, and it can um like perpetuate mm-hmm. all of the symptoms that you're having. And at that time, it was around the time, it was just after we got married and I was on this like crazy diet and exercise program where I was going to freaking Barry's boot camp, yeah. and I was, I thought that hitting goals was very motivating, but when I wasn't hitting them and I was putting in all that work, I was so frustrated and I was so stressed out and it actually caused my body to to get, to gain more weight. Right. And to get bigger. And so I realized after after going through all that, that I have to make things fun, like everything, like work has to be fun. Or I have to find something fun about it. Like even like you know, work's not always going to be fun, but find something fun about it that you enjoy about it. Right. Um, and, and same with exercise. So I find stuff that I enjoy about it. So I bought rollerblades when you we sure moved did. to Vegas. And it's actually a pretty decent workout because I'm rollerblading uphill like there's many hills in our neighborhood and there's like to rollerblade uphill you have to put a lot of freaking leg work in my legs are like jello the next day because it's fun going down the hills but going up the hills it's freaking work but it's fun because going down the hills which is to me not fun it's terrifying I think on it's rollerblades, so going fun. downhill and rollerblades yeah, is terrifying. You going downhill on rollerblades is terrifying to me. It's terrifying for to me. sure. I just said that. Yeah, because because I don't know how to break on those fucking and things. And you're very uncoordinated. Thank you. Um, but I'm not good at breaking. On I'm those. so excited to go fast. I can't go fast enough. I like speeding down the slick sidewalks and like going past lakes and making t- twists and turns. It's so fun. I remember watching you ice skate the same way. You're zigzagging all over yeah, the place. I love it. Loves it childhood joy is how i would describe nikki's yeah like when she's a dancing or b roller skating childhood (laughs) exuberance and joy last night dancing with you Mm. yeah we went dancing last night night. it was really fun um but but there's a certain way that you dance where i'm like she's just being a fucking big kid right now yeah it's really well that's that whole connecting with your inner child thing i know it sounds all woo woo and like therapy but like those are like therapy terms of like like your inner people mentally your and stuff. inner child you know <laughs> but like when you do actually remember that you're just a grown-up version of your childhood self and what is your child you wanted like what have you been denying your mm. child self because you're like i'm an adult now that's too silly or whatever yes. no actually it's it hugely contributes to your health and well-being boom motherfucker boom and so mine was like i want pink rollerblades and i was like all right done and sometimes she's like 
I will go in the pool. And I'm like, fucking done. Put on a bathing suit, bitch. Jump in the pool right now. Yeah, you know what's one of my things too? And I know everyone likes to say, well, first of all, my clothing has gotten really awesome lately. (laughs) But... Right now it looks the same as it always been, well, but, but, but you've been uh, having track suits that are been I've been fun. track suiting up, up and out the ass, right? But I don't want to sweat in them too much. However, when I put on the, the Colts jerseys and stuff like that, it honestly just gives me a little bit of joy. Yeah. It just does. Like, I get that from my punk rock kid, band t-shirts. Yeah. When I was a kid, I couldn't afford the jerseys. Oh. So like I didn't have any of them. And so I remember kids at school had all the cool jerseys and stuff. Oh. And I didn't have any of them. And so now that I can get them... And it and I can get them for all my new fa- all my new favorite players and stuff and yeah. support the team more. I just gives me it just gives me a lot of joy, honestly. Like it puts a little zip on my day, almost like when you're a kid and you get to wear your new outfit to school. Yeah, it's like that get that little bit of zip on the day that just I really like it. I, I enjoy it. That's exactly how I felt about the rollerblades. I thought you were I related to the band T-shirts because I thought it was more no- going to be nostalgic for you. They used to wear these jerseys, oh. and I like it reminds you of that. But it was more that's the other thing where you. Couldn't have couldn't it as have a kid. Them. And that's how I felt about the rollerblades. I did have rollerblades as a kid, but it took forever, like years of wanting them to finally get them. Yeah. And then I hadn't rollerbladed since I was a kid. And ice skating, when we first moved here, reminded me of how much I loved rollerblading. I used to rollerblade from school every day. And when you're a kid and you're like, oh, I really want a pair of rollerblades, but you have to wait for a parent to buy them for you yep. or someone to gift them to you. But now I am the adult that gets to gift the the kid the rollerblades. And so I was like, all right, let's fucking do it. Here you go, pink rollerblades. And it, opening them was like opening a birthday present or a gift, you know? It's pretty fun. It was really fun. That's why I, put, I recently put my favorite ever monkey pictures next to my desk yeah and it just gives me so much joy every time i see this it makes me fucking laugh out loud honestly finding more and more ways to like yeah make that make it play fun. Yeah, make, make that it childhood fun. play it's been good time for me. energy also putting that light up tree in my office yeah i love so that shit fun. i have a seven and a half foot palm tree that lights up in my office and it shit makes me laugh yeah that's all i need i just need shit that makes me laugh yeah um, so something that i want everyone listening to do you don't have to. You're an adult. You do whatever you want, mm-hmm. as we just stated pretty, cl- pretty plainly. <laughs> yeah. But maybe make a list of 10 things you love about yourself and who you are beyond just your physical appearance, right? Mm. And if you wouldn't say it to a friend, don't say it to yourself. Okay. You dig I it? like that. Yeah. So what are some of yours? Oh, dude. I... um. Things ten things that I love about myself. Yeah, I'll have to do it, and we'll we'll update it. Okay, I I'll, like that. I'll do it, and we'll update it. Yeah, because uh, when I brought up the ADHD stuff earlier, I feel like I had this healing thing of things that I used to beat myself up for and really hate about myself. I now embrace and I love, and I I see it more as a gift. And yes. that was a very hard transition to make because yes. I beat beat myself up about them for so long because. I got in trouble as a kid because of them. Like I would constantly like lock the keys in the car and that was an ADHD thing, but I didn't know that. And yeah. I would, even if I was like telling myself like, don't lock the keys in the car, don't lock the keys in the car. You're going to get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. I would still fucking do it. And it, I felt so stupid. It made me feel so stupid that I couldn't do this basic thing of not leaving the keys in the car. And not only did I get yelled at by my dad, but I also felt just so stupid. Oh, you beat yourself up, yeah. Oh, I beat myself up forever. And yeah. like, and then that happened into, carried into adulthood of like, when I would forget basic things or, you know, I leave something somewhere, like I was just so unforgiving. Yes. And realizing <laughs> that I just operate a different way and like, even though those things are kind of annoying sometimes, there are so many other gifts that it brought like, like an influx of ideas constantly. Like I constantly have so many ideas, which before I'd be like, damn it, I just stared off to space for 45 minutes again. Like even though I had so many cool ideas that happened, like I would beat myself up for that and how much time it took me to have all those ideas come in. But now I'm like, all right, let's write them all down. That's so fun. Like we'll get to them later. And I kind of like work with it. And it's, and yes, I do like have a small, very, very small dosage of Adderall sometimes to, if I really need to get a lot, it's very small. um organized um it's a yeah five milligrams like people scoff at that because it's so small yeah, it's really my small. actual there's a the clinic that i get them from recently because nevada is just a different type of state than california was um they have licensed for 
for controlled substances and Adderall is considered a controlled substance. So I have to take a, a urine test every time I go there mm-hmm. or every other month. And the doctor actually told me that I have to take more Adderall. So it shows up in my system so I can prove I'm not selling it, which is bullshit to me. And I think that's totally, I think that sucks because we should I, be able to sell it if we want. <laughs> I think I've talked to my psych like I was a very carefully thought out dosage based off of what I talked to my psychiatrist about that I don't need that much toxins affect me a lot yes very easily Easily. and I'd rather be in control of how much goes into my body so she only dosed me or prescribed me like half the dosage she would normally prescribe so that I could be in control of how much goes in my body and this doctor's like well you have to take more and I'm like what the fuck they don't care. They just want to make sure you're not a drug mule. But that's neither here nor there. Drug mule. Either. I said mule. I know. But just to be clear, because you sound like you said mole. What? Don't be a drug mole. Well, don't be that either. Yeah. Don't be a narc. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, working with it has helped a lot. Yeah. So I- You love that about yourself love, now. I love that about myself yeah. now. I And I didn't see it as that before. And so many 35 years of not seeing it as a gift and then now being like- that fucking rocks. Yeah, that rocks. You know? Like, I don't think I'd have any of that child, like, dancing if I didn't embrace the yeah. ADHD stuff. Something I love about myself, I'll tell you this right now. I will never fucking quit. If I love something, if I like something a lot, I will yeah. never, ever fucking quit. Ever. Mm. Ever. And I love that about myself. That's awesome. It's my natural reflex. Yeah. And I am, you know, for better or worse, I turned it into war. Mm-hmm. And... I sort of enjoy and relish that I do that. Yeah. I sort of see how funny it is that I can take something really small sometimes and turn it into a war. But it helps me um, attack things that are problems. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'll escalate all the way into a fucking wartime situation. Yeah, you're having a war with ants right now. Goddamn right. It tur- see, it goes, it turns into <laughs> war. It turns into fucking warfare. Yeah. You fucked with my wife. You made my wife cry. It's true. While I was out of town and I was helpless to do anything about it. And now you and yours will suffer, and you will, and you will all perish. And they have, they have. Is that is that not wrong about me? No, that's true. I will declare war, um, and it helps me. It's productive for me. Like the night that Luna died, you. I mean, if you were there when we were doing Crypto Corner, like everyone saw me, a steady fucking resolute leader. It's mm-hmm. time to win, even harder than before. Fuck this. We got attacked. We're going to do it again, and we're going to do it even harder than we did it before. There yeah. is no There's other no... way to look at it. Yeah. It's just how I'm built. Not going to lay down and die. No. And, you know, and that's just me honestly reacting in the moment. And then I'm hearing like months later, even my brother, in the last corner corner we just had last week, he was like, yeah, you were really the way that I got through that. Yeah. It was just like listening to you talk about how we're going to do it again. And he... He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> but you don't yeah. realize it in the moment. You're just honestly just reacting. You're not thinking about the psycho- psychological impact that this is having on like other people that I'm being strong. I'm just like, no, we're going to fucking war. Yeah, because like you are like this, like on stupid shit when like the dumbest when shit. you're and even like when even you're, the greatest when shit, you're the frustratingly shit. wrong, like when you're like, right. like we have to go left. And I'm like, it's literally right. Like it's, but you're so confident that it actually gets you through the, I think that's how you've gotten through life. Cause you went left three times and then you got right. You're goddamn right. You know? You're goddamn right. And so you were just I'll so confident. There, you will get there. I will get there. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Cause I, look somehow, some way, I got to where I'm at right now for a decade without Google Maps or any of that bullshit. <laughs> All right. We had MapQuest. Yeah. And before that, I was even driving around somehow. A Thomas Guide? Yeah. I had the Thomas Guide. And I would drive from San Diego to LA all the fucking time. Somehow getting to my destinations every time. That's wild to me. Exactly. Because of how lost you get. But I don't fucking quit. That's true. Have you ever seen me quit one time? No. It'll never happen. And so. I quit all the time. You quit all the time. But then I get back up and I do do it again. Yeah. But you also want to turn into light quite a bit. Yeah. You're like, I just want to turn into light. I should have talked about on that last episode about civilizations because I think that's pretty fucking based that I want to turn into light. It's based. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Uh, It's such a great, it's such a funny word. That word always makes me laugh. Um, So yeah, listen, hey guys, we're all in this together. We're, We're very much rooting for you guys. 
uh, everybody listening, if you're having any kind of issues, we hope that you reach out to any kind of resource, people that can help you see, seek therapy, right? Don't be better than it. Yeah. Um, and find something, just a little moment of play that you can integrate absolutely. into your life. I think that honestly, when I'm looking at uh, the grander scope of everyone going through a really dark time together, yeah. you need to actively integrate lightness and play. Yes. Turning things into games. Memes. Like games, memes, play, like things that excited you as a child. Those are the gateway. That's like a channel into creating more lightness into your life. And I think it's really important. I, if, if you're it's gonna, the most important thing. If there's anything you should take seriously, it's taking yourself not seriously. You Amen. should be very serious about take, not taking yourself seriously. It's my whole life's mantra. Yeah. I believe in that so strongly. It's actually crazy. Same. Every piece of content that I ever made that is a piece of content that I love was, that was the white hot center of it. Even when I'm going through my darkest moments when I'm like so depressed, I am self-aware yeah, of you the laugh at yourself. silliness. You laugh at of yourself it. all the time. Like, yes. Even during the biggest most mascara cries I've yeah. ever seen. Like all over my white t shirts. Mm-hmm. I think there's funny moments in there. Yep. And you should always look for the funny. You absolutely the that's, silly, the absurd. That's why when you find somebody who sees life the same way that you do, and they don't have to see everything the same way you do, but we process information the same way. Yeah. And we have the same zoomed out sense and like view of how silly humanity is while we take it very seriously at the same time. Yeah. I think that's the magical elixir. And when you have that, I swear to God, you can get through anything. So, mm-hmm. anywho, well, we wish you all the best. Yes. Please check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky. Um, we if do, you have questions, you could always email them to podcast at Nikki.limo. We do Q&As quite often here. And yeah. If We're not experts, but you could ask about anything and we'll try to answer it. If you it. have a question about something, just hit us up. Don't Let matter. Doesn't matter what it is. We had people ask us religious questions recently. It was kind of like, whoa. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Oh. Oh, shit. You want our we thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't really discuss politics or religion. But I can generalize things, especially when I'm like congenuinely say, I don't do, know. We can do really wicked hot takes if you guys like. <laughs> How about that? I don't know about you guys that. Want to about about that one. We'll give you some <laughs> real piping hot takes. Okay. All right. Challenge accepted. Exactly. Well, hope you're doing well. And I hope you're getting through this. And no matter where you are in life, it's all every situation in life is temporary. That actually helped me through a lot. Absolutely. It scares the shit out of me when I'm having fun in life because I'm like, ah, this is temporary. Damn it. But when you're going through the dark part, it's like, all right, it's temporary. Sick. It's Fuck temporary yeah. too. Hell Fuck yeah. yeah. Sick, 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 sick. It's all temporary. Love it. And then we turn into light. And we turn into light. So there it is. All right. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.